Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we adore you, we appreciate you. Thank you for the many blessings that I restored upon us. Now, Lord, we ask that you would bless this uh, series on tonight, stamp your approval on tonight, let it be what you have it to be. Let us get understanding of your word, bless your teacher as they teach, and bless your student as they receive your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We're in the hands of Deacon Wade. When you look at this night's lesson, uh, you have to, you might think about it as a great movie with the Lord God and, and Jesus our Savior as, as the stars. And supporting cast of Joseph and Mary and the wise men and Herod as a villain. Because it has the all the the plots of a great um, great movie, and to really get into night lesson, it, it'd be good to drop back to verse one, where it says, "When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem." So Jesus is born in Jerusalem uh, of Judea. And these wise men is coming and seeking of him. And when they are coming is in the time of King Herod. And King Herod is a ruthless ruler. His his, his, um, leadership is best known because of his, the way he treated people. He's a murderer. There's hardship, there's heavy taxes, there's suspicion. And all of his things is tied up into him trying to preserve his kingdom. Uh, he's, he's he's a ruthless tyrant. In modern day time, he might be like Rocket Man in that he kills his own members of his own family, his wives, his some of his sons. He has trouble with his brother. He's he's a he's a ruthless tyrant. But what he's trying to preserve is really kind of like our president, isn't that? He does not want to give up his throne to anybody at any time. And so a lot of what he did does is about preserving his throne. So Jesus is born in Bethlehem of Judea. And Bethlehem is a thriving agricultural province. And we find that uh, it's it's, it's amazing that he's born in in Jerusalem because Jesus is the true bread bread from heaven. And that was manifested in the city of Bethlehem in a stable, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and laid in a uh, animal stall. So the wise men speaks of noblemen who were devoted to astronomy, religion, and medicine. They were very well uh, educated, and they have traveled. Uh, many historians or uh, theologians uh, believe that they probably traveled for two years because. 
a lot of what they have have, have traveled is not by 747. This is remember this is walking from place to place, and about the fastest mean of transportation would be on a horse and. And most of the Arabian people, unless they were very wealthy, didn't own horses, they owned camels. So they're traveling uh, very slow. And, and, and verse 2 says, saying, where is, that, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are coming to worship him. And, 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 and this sets us up for what this lesson is about, and that it's about... Uh, uh, worshiping Jesus, and we gotta remember that these are not, and though it might look like they are people that's that's unsaved looking for salvation, but these are not; these are saved people looking for the the, the true Christ. Because uh, uh, Scripture really te- teaches us that Jesus said that He came to seek and to save that which was lost, not that man is seeking Him. No. Uh, unsaved person is seeking Christ. Christ is seeking the the, uh, the unsaved. So the fact that these people are seeking Christ makes you believe that they are already saved people. Uh, these these people are probably believers that have been taught to Tehran, uh and, and uh, so they know a little bit about the Hebrew religion. And uh, it teaches us that uh, about our heavenly guidance. If anybody has ever traveled, especially at night or, 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 or sail a ship or whatever, we find that one of the easiest ways to navigate yourself and, and not and if you're lost is to look to the stars. In other words, you find the North Star and you know where South, East, and West is by, by the North Star. So it'll help you guide your way out of it. So uh, this star uh, is, is a guided uh, star. In other words, we must lift up our eyes to heaven if we are to see the ways to Christ. Uh, this star uh, uh, guided them. They had to keep their eyes on heaven and obey the guidance of the star if they were to get to Jesus. So Jesus, is uh, the star is, is guiding them, and we ought to always follow uh, Jesus got us if we are to get to a place that he wants us to be. Uh, so these men set out a journey and, and did not cease on this journey until they had reached the place that they were trying to get to. And believe it or not, this is a far distance in that particular time. And when you look at that, what we're talking about in that, what is the Lord teaching us when he, when he uses a star? And and we ought to remember that this is a guiding star, and every Christian is to look to God to receive instruction for guiding in their life. Without heavenly guidance, we are lost in the shuffle. In other words, without looking up to the stars and finding out where you are or where you're going, uh, you get lost. And so they are to keep their eyes on the star, and we ought to keep our eyes on Christ. Because this star is representative of him. And it's a saving star. And and, and the reason I say the saving star is that uh, the Savior will shine like a star. And 
And this star is a very particular star. Most stars get their light uh, from reflection of the sun. But this star did not get his light from the sun. This star had his own light. And because it had his own light, it could shine day and night. So this is a very special star. And so it is guiding them as Christ is to guide us. And it's positioned in heaven and, and letting us know that we are to always look up. Uh, and it, it gives us the uh, light and direction for those on earth. Without it, all mankind would dwell in darkness. And let us know that Jesus is the light of the world. So now we pick up for this more, this lesson actually starts in, 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 in this book. And that then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Now Herod is not interested in anything but his kingdomship. Uh, Herod was always suspicious of anything and anybody that he thought could or threaten his kingdomship. Kind of remind you of somebody uh, doesn't it, Sister Mitchell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> and when he had privately called the wise men, uh, inquired diligently what time the star appeared. In other words, uh, 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 he wants to know uh, when this star appeared because he has uh, people that knows the scripture, and the scripture in the Old Testament defines. When when the, when uh, the star was going to appear and when Jesus was going to come, so he has uh, an understanding, and he he does it privately because he wants to keep others from knowing the meaning of uh, of their search and to keep others from becoming inspired by the coming of the Savior. In other words, if they come find out that the Savior is coming, it might threaten his kingdom. So he calls them privately, and 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 and. and begin to question him. Uh, and Herod wants to assure himself that these men is no threat to his kingdom. So he asked him what time the, the star appeared, knowing that uh, uh, his his uh, people could could discern what and what uh, this, this time was and, and what a Messiah was. Because he knows the prophecies that because the prophecy could predict the time of the coming of the Messiah. Uh, and so Herod is very interested in that. So then uh, once he finds out everything he can from the wise men, uh, he goes to his, his second uh, deception that he's trying to pull out. And he says he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you find him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Uh, and Herod uh, has gotten all the information he can out of the, the wise men, but Herod has no intention of worshiping this child. Herod is actually more of an Allah worshiper than he is in, in, in Jesus Christ. So oddly, he pretends that he is uh, uh, interested in the child, but Inwardly, he is deceitful, cruel, and evil person. So he gives them an assignment. He says, go and seek diligently for the young child. Um, what he's really trying to do is, is get them to 
find out things that he doesn't know because he doesn't know the name of Mary and, and Joseph. And he don't know the description of the young child. And he don't know exactly where he is. So he needs them to go and find out for him. So he, uh, he's kind of like the devil in, in the Garden of Eden. He, he's, he's deceptive. He's trying to get them to do some things that, 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 that they shouldn't do. In other words, they're looking for the child for the right reason. He wants to, uh, them to uh, do his work for him for the wrong reason. So Herod says he wanted them to come. He wanted to come and worship the young child also. Uh, so, but he's not interested. He's, his motive was to kill Jesus, as he had uh, already killed some of his wives and sons. He, he's deceptive about everything that he's doing. And verse 9 says, when, he had heard, uh, when they had heard the king, they departed and loaded the stuff, which they saw in the east went before them till it come and stood before the young child. Now, the wise men had heard Herod uh, say that uh, his reason was for finding Jesus. But uh, their, their intent for bringing the news back to Herod, I, I believe, was genuine. But we have to always remember that in all the things that's happening, and, and no matter how we get confused about what's going on, God is still in control. So God uh, steps in. Uh, God was not going to leave uh, uh, the remaining portion of, this, of their journey to themselves. It says, and lo, which they saw, the, the star which they saw in the east went before them. God had led them as he had done for two years. God did not intend for them to be uh, to be uh, led to Jesus by guiding hand other than by his guided hand. Herod was trying to destroy them. Uh, and God had, 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 had tried to uh, had set up exactly how he wanted it to go. So God's position was, was, was rightfully placed. The, the scripture says, before them. God places always before man. It is to teach us that our place is behind God, and we are to go where he instructs us to go. If we try to reverse that position, we are always lost. So this guiding star is, is it's Reminds us that God is to guide us, kind of like a navigation system. Uh, if we get, look how lost we get when we try to go places without our navigation. Uh, we we cannot do it. So God has positioned this star to guide them. They got off a of track. Uh, some when when they stopped to get instruction for Herod. Herod uh, is is not anyone that can design. Uh, can uh, get him in a direction because he don't know where they're going. Uh, so God has, has, has set this journey in, in, in place for them. He's already just orchestrated it before the um, D-men even began. And so he, he has a destination that he wants them to, to reach. The scripture says, till it come and stood where the young child was. In other words, he that, that that system uh that navigation system says you have reached your destination. So God says, "Ah, you have reached your destination." God is a God of completion. Uh, 
He created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. He, he's a God of completion. Seven is the number of completion. So he's, he completed what he set out, what he had set them out to see. We see in this, in this situation that he is a God uh, that sees to it that all his will, his word, his promises come to pass. Uh, he, they're standing still. Uh, let's us know that the journey has come to an end. God, the mission has been accomplished. It says, it came and stood where the young child was. God always completes his mission. God can be trusted to lead us where we are to be. What, it is to what we are to find is what God wants us to find. So he has set it all in motion for us to, to come to the right place. So then it says in verse 10, uh, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced with their exceedingly joy. Uh, again, I said, they lost sight of the star when they inquired in the people of Jerusalem. In other words, they were looking to earth for direction. We ought to always look to God for direction. So we got to keep our eye on, on the star. Uh, We'll never find the star, or uh, we'll never find direction looking into the world. And that's what Jerusalem was. We must always be looking up. Uh, so we have to put aside what, 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 what earthly things we are and, and always look uh, in God for direction. So his sister says, uh, well, we had to look up to the heavens for guidance. When they looked up, they saw the star again. It teaches us that God has never left us alone. He is always exactly where he was when we left him. We, well, God can be fine again when we have strayed away. We can always go back. God didn't lead him. The star didn't lead him. They left the star looking for direction in the wrong place. So when they looked up to heaven, when we look up to God, uh, to the stars, when we looked up to God, we can find our direction again. So now there's a time to celebrate. And celebration is to always be the result of something that God has done for us. Uh, that's a time for us to celebrate. They rejoice after seeing the star and not before. Their hearts were overflowing with delight because God had given them another chance to follow him and to be led to the place where Jesus was. So we can always rejoice when we are led by the, uh, Jesus. And then there's a time for worship, he says, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when he had opened their treasures, they presented him with gold and frankincense and myrrh. Uh, so the journey has come to the end. They can set their eyes on the Lord. And what we can learn is, is a lot about worship. And this is that before we uh, worship can take place, we must first enter into a place where Jesus is. In other words, when they came in, uh, when they were coming to the house, in other words, there's a special place that 
that Jesus can be found, not necessarily mean that they had to go into the church house, but they had to find a place uh, where, where where they can uh, dwell with God. I mean, in other words, uh, he does not dwell in the world and not in the sense that we're talking about. He's in the world, but he's not a part of the world. You probably were not going to find him in a political arena or uh, a social event, a place of entertainment. That's the devil's den. Uh, but he's fine in the heart of believer, nor is he fine in darkness. So we can't say we're going to go to the nightclub looking for Christ. We want to find Christ. You, you're going to have to find a place of solitude. It might be your closet, but it's it's a place where uh, Christ is to be is dwelling. So it, it says he found this special place, and so. They, they saw the young child. It is by faith that we must see the Lord. Our mind must be clear of all these outside uh, obstacles. If we have not dealt with our sin, we need to deal with our sin and other obstructions that keep us from seeing the Lord. So we got to get those things out of the way. That's how we're getting into this place of, of worship. And before worship can take place, we must specific, uh, position ourselves and a place of posture that we might honor and respect the Lord. In other words, they fell down. Falling down is, 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 is a position of, 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 of worship. In other words, we're, we're uh, opening ourselves up to them. We're, we're, we're humbling ourselves before the Lord. We're recognizing that he is God and God all by himself. So they push themselves in a posture for worshiping. Uh, and so they're now getting ready to to go through a, a true worship, and true worship, uh, worship is when our heart of an individual believer unites with the heart of God, and they commune together. Uh, uh, that's that's when our heart uh, connects with God's heart. We can it's a miller it's a miller process, and. It's only when the mind of uh, man and the mind of God both communicates together is, is what we call true worship. And many times we get in our mind that, 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 that certain things are, are true worship that's not true worship. In other words, most of what we think is true worship, uh, we've been taught, is, is that that's a result of worship. Most of the time we think of... Uh, uh, worship is praying, praising, clapping our hands, shouting, uh, uh, preaching, teaching, and singing, and, and the like. And, and those are on what most theologians would not call worship, but the result of worship, because true worship uh, happens in a, in a it's a connection between us and God. So these are the results of worship. Uh, the acts or works do not demonstrate, uh, constitute worship, but they are the results of worship. And so then they do something that is the result of worship. Their treasures are open. Uh, in other words, because they worship, now they can they can uh, make a, a, a tribute. Uh, they can uh, give God uh, uh, treasures unto God. So when we when we when we when we make an offering, that's a result of worship. Uh, it's it's a result of the, uh, what has happened between us and God. 
So they, they go through uh, offering uh, something unto the, the Lord and Savior as they, if they uh, have met him. So they give the, the gifts. Um, the first gift that they give is gold. And gold tells us that Christ is, is royal. In other words, he's a king. Gold represents the kingdom of, that he is. He is a, a royal blood of the King David. And he tells David in, 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 uh, back in, in, in Kings uh, that he was, his kingdom would last forever. And Jesus is in that line of uh, kingdomship. But he is also a reincarnation of God in the human flesh. So he is king of kings and lord of lords. And then they offer frankincense. And that tells us that uh, Christ was human. And, and that, that frankincense was a white resin or a gum that, 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 that you take from a tree. It's, if you've ever been around, a, uh, uh, I believe it's called a sycamore tree. And you cut it open, and a bark open, and there's a, a resin that come out of there. And as children, we used to get it, and, and when it get hard, you can chew it like gum. Uh, but it's a, it's a kind of a resin sticky that comes out of there. And when they took this, uh, when it was burned, it was very aromatic. In other words, it has a, an, an odor about it. And it's depicted, it depicts the suffering and the agony that Christ is going to endure on the cross. And then that's myrrh. And it tells us that uh, it's a preparation of the body for burial. Myrrh was, a, was a, one of the spices used for preparing a body for burial. It's kind of like a preservative. And in those days, they didn't have the, the same embalming practices that we have this day. But it helped to... Uh, uh, keep something from having a decay or foul odor about it. So that's what mirth was. So it gives him some things that, that sim- uh, lets us simplify that he is what he's going to be when he go through the cross. In other words, he's a raw uh, divine son of God, but he's going to have to go to the cross and, and, and be die and, and rise again. So the things that they're doing is, 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 is symbolic of what Christ is going to go through. So in being warned, uh, says in being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country in another way. Uh, God could not afford for the king of kings and lord of lords to get caught up in, in, in a mess. So God has, has stepped in and God is fully aware of everything man is doing. Uh, we try to think that we're doing something that God is not aware of, but he knows exactly what they're on Harris' mind. And so he sets it up for uh, they going in another direction. And it lets us know that God has, a uh, when somebody puts one thing uh, in our way, God has another way for us to go. In other words, you can't beat God. So, uh, even though Herod had his little plan set up, God already has another plan. <clears throat> so then uh, the wise man is obedience to God. Uh, it lets us know that uh, these are men that has some faith in God already. Otherwise, they wouldn't uh, uh, automatically know uh 
to respond to him. In other words, they got a relationship with God. They were accustomed to hearing from him and obeying his will. So they, they just naturally, uh, with, without any uh, questioning, they actually got up and, and, and went home in another direction. Uh, so Herod don't know which way they're going. And so God has already set all this in plan before uh, uh, uh and and in his own mind, he has everything set out. It's just that we have to follow his direction. We have to obey even when we don't know what what's going on. And uh, so he goes and he tells uh, now tell uh, tell Joseph what he wants him to do, because everybody's planning a, a plan. The wise men have done what he's asked them to do. They have come and they find the Lord and Savior. And they worship him, and they they're gonna go and tell the rest of the world about Christ the Savior is born, and so they've done what he's done asked them to do. Now he has some plans that he needs uh, Joseph and Mary to do. And when he when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, "Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and and be thou there until I bring thee word." For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So after the wise men have departed from Bethlehem, God sends his messenger, an angel of the Lord, to speak to Joseph in a dream. Uh, <coughs> so Joseph, uh, God is communicating with Joseph. And, and, and this time, Joseph does not hesitate to hear the voice of God. And so Joseph, uh, God puts Joseph on guard about what is about to happen. He says, arise and take the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt. So he tells him kind of like he did Abraham. Uh, and he wants us to obey him when he tells us. Remember, he told Abraham, uh, leave our family and go to a place that I will show you. And he tells him, uh, he lets him know to keep his eyes on Herod. For Herod would seek the young child to destroy him. So he let him know that you got to be aware of Herod. And sometimes God tells us without us really, if we took took notice of what he's trying to tell us, he tells us about our enemies and, 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 and what they are doing. Um, and he makes us aware of what's going on. Now, sometimes we're too naive to take his warning, but he, he's warning him about who Herod was and what he's going to do. And uh, God has already set a place for him to go. He tells him what he, what he needs to go to be saved from him. He tells him to flee to Egypt. And and, and why to Egypt? Well, for one thing, when, when we think back about Egypt, Egypt is the place where uh, they, they was delivered uh, from Pharaoh. And not every uh, Israeli came out of Egypt. So Egypt is, is, has a number of Jews still living there. So Mary and Joseph can go among some people that is actually their own people and, and survive for a while. And to show you how God has provided for us, and sometimes we don't even know it. I know Joseph is a carpenter, but even though uh, now we talk about now, we talk about all of the pandemic and how how we're going to survive in this. End. Remember, God has already gave him some gold when he, when he presented it before Jesus. He gave him gold, frankincense, and 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 myrrh. In other words, they got some gold on them because God has already provided for them. Uh, 
So Joseph is not a broke man. He got some gold that God gave to to them when when Jesus was uh, in the manger. So Joseph is obedient. He says, uh, when Joseph arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And uh, so Joseph obeys was immediately. After waking from his sleep, he began to prepare for a journey. Uh, and he does it exactly the way God tells him to do. He gets up and he goes through what God has told him to do. Uh, Joseph followed the command of God to the ladder. The angel said to Joseph, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and be there until I bring thee word. For Herod would seek the young child. The command was given to Joseph at night, and Joseph went. When he woke up, he went. That night, arose and prepared the journey. Uh, he didn't inform nobody else. Uh, Sometimes we just have to do what God tells us without telling our friends and neighbors. We just have to get up and go and do what God tells you. Because somebody would have probably told him, no, Joseph, you don't need to leave tonight. You might all the way to in the morning when, when it's fur and in and, and, and better condition. But God has already uh, provided for him. So if he told him to uh, take the child move, Take the child and move. And, 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 and by night, when when they're traveling by night, uh, Herod would be expecting them to travel by night. Uh, his sleep wouldn't be out. So God has given them the right time to travel and in, in a safe manner how to travel. If a lost it. We stand here. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so it was the best time to travel. And then uh, the destiny of Joseph, of, of Joseph, uh, where he was going to come. So God commanded Joseph to flee to Egypt. But he did not tell Joseph what city he was to go. And let, like I said with Abraham, he didn't tell Abraham where, uh, exactly where he's going to uh, be. But he was going to guide him to a place. When he gets to the place where I want you to be, he'll know it. The same way. Abraham know where he was gonna go when he got to the place. God uh, let him know what he what he was where he wanted him to be. And there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, "I'm out of Egypt, have I called my son?" And when you think about this, when and you wonder how did all this come into being. Uh, God has put this uh, together so many years ahead of time that has been written in the Old Testament scripture that out of Egypt, in other words, he knows Herod's going to do what he's going to do. And he, so he sent him down to Egypt and the scripture said, out of Egypt will I call my son. In other words, all the things that have already happened, God already knows. And so God will always act in accordance to his divine plan. He says, Un- until the death of Herod. In other words, he knows Herod's going to die, and when he's going to die. Um, and he won't deviate from it. And and God did not intend for Joseph, Mary, or Jesus to be in Egypt long. So he tells them until the death of Herod. So we ought to take from this message that uh, God is in command of everything we do. And and. and we all we have to do is worship and obey him in accordance to his word. And that's all that I have. Amen.
Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well spoken on my behalf. Uh, I just like to say on in the first outline, it was sharing with us to go and search, and it was tell it gave us a command to go, and then you search, and at the end uh, it was telling share with us about the dream. Everything was uh, done in order, and then it, it had fulfilled at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know when um when God spoke to Joseph telling him to get up and take his his family and go because his child was basically what he was telling him in danger. He didn't just tell him take him look go because somebody might do your child some harm. He point blank told him Herod will go do this baby some harm. You know, and that's how God is. God is not a coward. God is going to tell you point blank if you listen. If you mm-hmm. listen, you have to have that listening ear because God will forewarn us, you know, of the danger. We just have to have that listening ear and take heed to the warning signs and, and listen and obey. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else got anything? Okay, one other thing before we go to the kind of thought we might do is uh, we could still do our apples and oranges and, and, and nuts bags, right? Do it now? Uh well, are we always for Christmas have our apples, oranges and, 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 and nut bags? I thought it might be something we could still do for the kids. It's all right with me. Hello, somebody? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, it's all right with me. Yeah. Anybody else there? Did we lose everybody? I guess everybody gone. Let me let me let me check with uh. uh hold on, man. Let me check it out. This is Anthony. This I'm Anthony. I'm here. The Well, uh, is everybody still on, Brother Anthony? Yes, yes. I know that uh, we still have Louise Roberts, uh, Shepard, and Rochette on as well. Okay. Because, Rochette, can you hear? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I was just asking, can you hear what he was saying? Uh, I, I think I heard him. He was saying something about Christmas uh, treats or something. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the the the, back, the sites we usually give out of apples and oranges and nuts, and I was thinking we could still do that. Well, it's, it's up to you or whatever whatever you think. I mean, it's fine with me. 
Uh, yeah, I would. I would say who's going to be responsible for distributing? Uh, I was. I was hoping somebody would want to uh, be in the in the, in uh, some other people would volunteer to be into it. Uh, I can I can call some people later on and and see what who's interested or they can call me or whoever. But uh, I thought it might be something that we could do for the kids since we ain't we don't we're not doing very much any uh, with this mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, but we, it would be something a little bit of Christmas for them. <laughs> who who remembers who put it together last year? Any anybody on that remember? Well, Dale, Sister Sister Eno, Eno, I don't, I don't know, know, was the youth department or what? Sustina? Oh, she's not on tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't remember Mister Burchett, but Sister the wait on. She went out. She had to step to the bedroom. Okay. Um, I don't know. Sister what day? What When would when would we be able to? To meet though, in order to do it, Christmas is next week. So when would be? And I know y'all will be traveling to Dallas this right. week, right? Mm-hmm. So when would be a good time? Oh. I mean, I don't mind helping. I don't mind. It would have to be after two o'clock before I could come, you know, to Carthage to help. I don't mind helping, but it mm-hmm. would have to be after two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, uh, if it's, it might be more than we can we can handle, but I just thought uh, it might be. Something I mean, it's, it's possible. It can be done. It's, it's no problem doing it. It can be done. It's just you know mm-hmm. when would be able and where and how yeah. many? How many would be a num uh, 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 question? I would ask how many bags should we prepare, mm-hmm. I, and then distribute them. Is this the way back yet? Is she on with you? No, she's not back. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, it'd be something you can talk about, and if we can't get it together, it's, it's all right. But I just, it just looked mm-hmm. like so we could do something for the children. That's all I was saying. Mm-hmm. Well, it can be done, but I just don't know what what days and who would meet and yeah. you know, get it all together. I just I can't answer that because Sister Wade, nor Sister uh, Ena uh, is not on either. Yeah, okay. I want to say it might have been through them. Uh, they I don't know who did that last year. I think it was Sister Ena for some reason, and I may be wrong. But I can was, I make uh, a suggestion? Can I make a suggestion? Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. Can we, because uh, I know it'll be a lot going on for the remainder of this week. Can I suggest mm-hmm. that maybe we could um, do a call on Monday? We meet on a conference call on Monday and talk and decide, you know, what we could do. Get All right. together, okay. on, you know, in that way, you know, every, whoever, Ms. Burchett, you can talk to. You know, I don't know, Ina. Well, I can call Ina. It don't matter. Or and mm-hmm. we can just all get together on Monday on a conference call and decide, you know, where we could meet up or 
you know, who could mm-hmm. do what. Who and we still it? have, you know, at least three days to get it put together. Yeah. Got to be purchased. And we got to figure out how many, possibly. Yes, ma'am. You know, but that's fine. Sounds good to me. Sister Mitchell, if you want to do a conference call Monday and see what the ladies can come up with. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Sounds good to me. Okay. That'll be fine. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. All righty. Well, I have nothing else, Beth. All right. Well, anybody else have anything else? If it's not, we thank God for all that has transpired here tonight. We thank you, Deacon Wade. Thank you, teachers, and all that has done uh, students. Uh, we ask you to pray for the sick and children and pray for those that are traveling along dangerous highways. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We adore you again. We thank you for this worshiping hour. We ask that you bless and keep us. Father God, we ask to look upon the sick, Shirley and bereaved family. Father God, we ask you to especially bless upon the Walnut Grove family. Bless us and keep us in our love and care. Bless us until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.